Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yo, what's up? I'm Gerald Houston. I just jumped off the porch with my boy, Dirty Glove Bastard. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We right back at it, y'all. We got the one and only Gerald Houston jumping off the porch with us today. What's up, bro? How you feeling, man? I'm feeling good right now. I just, uh, just want to know like, why we call it off the porch and I'm sitting on the porch. Huh. All right. So uh, I'll tell you a little story. So <clears throat> I created off the porch uh, back in 20, I think it was 2014. Um, I was uh, at this house in Decatur and uh, was working with Young Dolph, and he didn't want to do interviews. And so Al from Street Execs was like, Spitty, why don't you start an interview uh, platform? Y'all got Dirty Glove, you wrote for The Source and a credible journalist, why don't y'all start an interview platform? So I'm a fan of the Hot Boys, and on their Guerrilla Warfare album, the skits was called Off the Porch. So I called the segment Off the Porch because, you know what I mean, to pay homage to the Hot Boys. Right. And so that, that's why I was called off the porch. And then, you know, shit, when we talking about our lifestyle and where we come from, uh-huh. you know, a lot of us, I mean, it was when we jumped off the porch, when we was able to, you know, kind of get from out of mama's, you know what I'm saying, vision, you know, and that was when we started, you know, kind of stepping out and doing our thing and becoming a man or, you know what I mean? So that, right. that's really what it's about. Right. You still didn't answer my question though. <laughs> like, cause we still sitting on the porch but it's about when you jumped off the porch and the whole premise of it is to tell your story about when you jumped off the porch but mm-hmm. i ain't jumped off the porch yet you been jumped off the porch you about to kick game with me and tell me about when you jumped off i'm still sitting on the porch <laughs> nah man is it, you know what i mean it's figurative bro you know what i mean you on the porch but bro you been off the porch you know what i'm talking about what if we didn't have no porch then you then you was on the stoop or you was on that little front slab right in front of the crib, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> so, Jerry, where you from, bro? <laughs> uh, I was born in Detroit, Michigan. Okay. But I was raised in Kansas City, Missouri, home of the Chiefs. Yeah, know, yeah. Best, best team in the uh, NFL. Huh, I could dig that. Super Bowl team. What's your team? I'm you a whoop. 49ers fan. Oh, yeah, we whooped y'all. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. hey, man. You we beat y'all pretty bad. You know, we, we, you know, I'm going to just, for this last season, I'm going to use my excuses of, you know, us having so many injuries, so many different quarterbacks playing, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, hey, but we, we did our thing. I brought Brock nah. Purdy to this thing. No, you're not, not, you're not good, man. <laughs> you're not good. Oh, man. Y'all in trouble. <laughs> See, man, like, that's like, bro, like a, a Chiefs fan, and then I feel like in basketball, like a Golden State Warriors fan, it's like, man, you can almost talk shit to anybody because, you know what I'm saying, like y'all yeah. teams is just crazy. Well, we went through the struggle. Oh, you yeah. Know, we went through the struggle. Oh, yeah. You know, 49ers, y'all don't really know about struggle. Y'all know about almost getting there and then not getting the job done. Y'all, all y'all had was Joe Montana. That's it. If y'all didn't have Joe Montana, y'all would have nothing. Come on, man. That's Jerry Rice. Not, that, no, I'm saying. Come like, on, man. He wouldn't have won without Joe Montana. Who's going to throw him Tony the ball? Tony Dorsett. You know, Ronnie Lott. Who's going to throw him the ball? Y'all not good. You know, y'all oh, organization, y'all had, one, y'all had one player, Joe Montana. 
Come on, man. That's crazy, man. I mean, look, man, Kansas City, you know, finally, yeah, you know, getting a good run. It's been a long time. I think what, like, it's been since like the 80s or something like that. The best. You know, I mean, but hey, man, y'all having a good run, man. So, you know. We even had Joe Montana. We, 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 you know what I'm saying? We let, we let Joe Montana in his career with us. You know, what I'm you know the interesting you thing, have, bro. Y'all should have respect for us. The Fort Underfin, y'all should have respect for us. It's like Kansas City is like the home for all the, like, ex uh, 49ers quarterbacks. Remember, Alex Smith had went over to yeah. Kansas City when he, when he yeah. left us, too. Yeah, he instilled the winning culture back into, you know, him and Andy Reid. And then we got Patrick Mahomes. Great quarterback, and then he bring him in there, and then now we just, you know, oh, yeah. dynasty, yeah, legacy. Nah. The boys out of there, man. It's crazy. I mean, they they definitely got like one of the best teams, one of the best collectives that like I've seen in some years. And you know, I hate saying that being a 49ers fan, but hey, man, you know, real yeah, recognize, real. Mm. I don't know what y'all gonna do. Yeah, man. We 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 got all these quarterback. Uh, like maybe st- Tom Brady can come out of retirement and help y'all. Please don't. Please, Tom Brady, don't come out of retirement. You don't like Tom Brady? Nah, I, I, I ain't never been a Brady fan. I respect the greatness, but nah, I don't, I don't want all that that come with Tom Brady to come, um, you know, to the 49ers. We, we had enough. We had enough attention and all that with Kaepernick. You know what I'm saying? Them couple of years, like we don't even need a whole another. Yeah, Kaepernick. <laughs> You ain't want to talk about Kaepernick. Yeah, nah, nah, man. Nah, we definitely not going to get into Kaepernick. I just hate when every time the quarterback position that needs to be filled, somebody's always like, why Kaepernick didn't get the job? I'm like, man, Ka- this, come on, man. Bruh. He ain't playing the game in six, seven years. Right, right, yeah, He's yeah. He's not about to come nah, back and they, just be this elite, great quarterback, not even a third string. Like, yeah, they got to hang that up, man. Like, yeah, the chance over. of Kaepernick coming back, so now that is over, man. It's yeah. a wrap. I mean, he got his money from the NFL. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like it, that, that ain't. It, it's not happening, man. Even with Cam Newton, they trying to people trying to give Cam Newton these comebacks. Yeah. And I mean, he's closer than Cap, but still, even with Cam, like Cam I, Newton, he might be able to get to be third string. Yeah. You know. Yeah. He, he can be a backup, backup, or or be a backup. I think I think Cam can at least be a backup yeah. quarterback. He could be a solid backup right too. And if something happens to somebody, then he can come in there and fulfill the position. You know, Cam got a little bit left in the tank, you know. Yeah. I think he just played last year, didn't he? He, he played last year. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So he got, he got a little chance. Yeah. Know? He played a couple games, and then uh, I remember he left. Like, it wasn't even at the end of the season. He like, to prove itself. It'd it be mental, man. Yeah. People, they, it'd be in their head. The game ain't for everybody. Some people, the game getting people, some people head and they can't get it out of it. Yeah, nah, that's real, that's real. And then you know how it is too, like where, like your mind tell you one thing, but then your body trying to do something else. And you know what I'm saying? Like it just don't, it just don't work together. You know what I mean? He's gonna, like, if Cam Newton cut his hair, he need to cut his hair. That's what he do, he need to cut You that. say he need to cut them wigs off? He need to cut that shit off, bro. If he cut that shit off, he'll play better. I'm telling you. Think it's holding it down, man? That's what's holding him back. That hair, (laughs) that hair, and then stop wearing them clothes that he be wearing. That's what's what's changing him because the the fabric is getting inside of his skin Mm. and making him do stuff that he ain't supposed to be doing, bro. He used to wear like football equipment. Then he get out wearing skirts and want to grow his hair out, look like Kodak Black and stuff like that. He can't, you know what I'm saying? He cut his hair and go back to clean cut cam and just wear, you know, suit, tie, you know, he can win again. Yeah. Huh, man. Shout out to Cam, man. His podcast is dope. Like, what he doing, like, in this media space and tapping into this, like, this, this is actually a dope move for him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? 
So, uh, shit, that's what's up, man. But, man, tell us what it was like, man, growing up in Kansas City. Well, did you grow up there or what, you know what I mean? Well, man, uh, I mean, I, 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 I moved around a lot. But I ended up in Kansas City, man. Um, I don't know, man. Kansas City is just a, uh, it's a small, small place. Right. So everybody know everybody there. So, you know, you do something there, you know, everybody going to know what yeah. you did. You know? um, but, yeah, I moved to Kansas City, and I, like, before I was doing the comedy and stuff, like, I was rapping, mm. you know, doing music. Yeah. And that's how I was getting people to know who I was was just by doing music. Oh, okay. Everybody in Kansas City rap, like, that's the thing you do. Like, yeah. you high school, you ain't make it in basketball, you ain't make it in football. Next thing, rap, you yeah. know, you rap, that's it. Yeah. So that's your next dream, you know, because everybody want to, you know, everybody want to be somebody. Right, you right. Know? So you, in your mind, growing up, you think somebody is the basketball player, the football player, the rapper, the R&B singer, the people that you see that people praise and talk about. Yeah. So, you know, um, I did that, but I always knew in the back of my mind that I wanted to like be comedy, like do comedy. Cause okay. I, I like I literally tried to do comedy like when I was 18 years old. You right. know what I'm saying? Like I tried to like go out there and do stand up, mm-hmm. and I, I felt like I felt like I was like uh, I felt like I was funny, but I couldn't like I ain't experienced nothing, you know, in life. And the comedians that I'm looking at, you know, they all experienced something in life. They went through something. Maybe they had kids or they was married and it's related to people. You know, and I'm just a kid. Like, man, I ain't can't even, you know, I'm just a funny kid. People yeah. laughing at me, but I ain't got nothing relatable to talk about. So I, was, I always felt like, you know, it was a, a game you could kind of like uh, play in once you like get a little older or whatever. So all my homies rapped, so started rapping, yeah. you know. And, um, that thing, you know, it didn't do nothing, mm-hmm. obviously. You know, it didn't do nothing for me to be Do a lot of people in uh, Kansas City look up to Tech 9 like, when it comes to, like, the hip-hop and, you know what I'm saying, all that? Like, I feel like that's my main reference to, like, who I know, you know what I'm saying, coming from that area. But, like, uh, in, uh, Kansas City, man, I mean, man. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. And Tech Nine, like they respect them because he's an independent artist. But you know, more people that I know, we we talk about more like Rich the Factor. You know, you know more of the rappers that be in the hood trapping it yeah. in the yeah. streets. You know, we can really, you know, really doing the shit. You right. know, people like that. So, I mean, it's always an argument back home, like who go harder between Richard Factor or Tech 9 but yeah. we all know Tech 9 did his thing, you know, he did his thing, like Tech 9 dope, he did his independent thing, but you know, most people, you know, where I come from, we listen to more Richard Factor, right, right. we talk about him more than gotcha. Tech 9 you know. Nah, I can dig it, I can dig it. So like, when did you uh, jump off the porch? Like, when, when did you, you know, get out and get in the mix? I'm still on the porch. But you jumped off the porch, man. But I didn't have no porch. Okay. okay. We didn't have no porch. <laughs> so then when did you get out, you know what I'm saying, and actually like tap into, you know, like just like when when did you step out and start doing your own thing and you know what I'm saying, getting in the mix? 
You mean like getting in the mix? Like what you mean? I mean like shit, like when you stepped out and was doing things outside of, you know, your parents, you know, giving you permission to do. You know what I mean? It don't necessarily mean when like getting kid, in trouble. I did a whole like, lot of stuff when know. I was a kid. They ain't they ain't let me do like a whole lot of stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I just go in the refrigerator and eat cookies. I wasn't supposed to eat cookies. I still ate them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I did a whole lot of stuff when I was a kid that my parents didn't approve of. So at what point at the porch I put a jump off of? Shit, when you uh, stepped out of your mama and daddy house and knew that you was about to make a man for yourself, when was you figuring out like how to make money for yourself? When was you figuring out, you know, how to get it like on your own? You know what I mean? Um, man, my daddy wouldn't let you sit in the house. <laughs> if you wasn't out there hustling and making no money. So yeah. I'm gonna literally have to say like, probably age four, like when I was four years old. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And like, what were some of those things that you had to do to, you know, to, to figure it out and to, you know, become a man? Like, what were some of those things that you was having to do? Um, I used to like, I used to like, steal from the store yeah and then go to school and sell it at school okay okay yeah so so you so, so you should steal from uh like ventures and kmart i used to go in there and steal and yeah then take it to school and sell it like candy chips soda stuff like that yeah like yeah candy chips basketball cards you know little stuff that kids like back okay. in the day and stuff word word so what were some of the uh, biggest life lessons that you learned, like, coming up? Um, coming up, I learned to never let your left hand know what your right hand doing. Hmm. Um, my dad told me that. And I also learned that you shouldn't steal from Kmart, because they caught me. Oh, bad. Uh, but it took them a long time to catch me. But they ended up catching me anyway. Word, word. And what, what, what happened with that? With the Kmart? Yeah. Incident? Well, um, I was stealing basketball cards from Kmart. And I got caught. And when I got caught, I wanted to go to jail. Cause I didn't want to go home. Hmm. Cause, man, I was gonna get a whooping, man. <laughs> hey, man. Like, no, for real, I was gonna get a whooping. So I was like, no, I'm not. I don't want to go home. Just take me to jail. Yeah. They wouldn't take me though. It was so. Like, not taking a black man to jail, man. Like, the police didn't want to take a nigga to jail for this one time. Like, <laughs> right. Nigga, it's like you asked for it. They definitely yeah, ain't giving like, it to you. Like, why y'all want just take me? Huh. It takes people all the time. You ever been in jail? Prison or, or, or like jail? Like, you ever been inside jail or prison? I, I've been in jail. I ain't never been to prison, but I haven't been in like county what for like three, four days or whatever. Shit, got caught smoking weed. I was living in New York, mm. walking down. Uh, so I was living in New York, walking to 42nd Street to get on the train. I was working in Times Square. And I just moved from LA, so I found some weed in my pocket. Was hype, 
Rolled me up a blunt, walking to the train. Man, these undercovers came, snatched me up. Shit, we got into a fight, like in the street. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I'm thinking it's just like some dudes in these college sweaters, like trying to, you know what I'm saying, jack me in Times Square. So then they end up snatching me up, throwing me up on the wall, locked me up. So. Mm. It's bad, bro. Yeah. You should have got like, you should have, uh, you should have got a lawyer. <laughs> man, look, man, and new and over it, a little piece of weed. When what year was this? This was probably like, uh, this was probably this like seventies. <laughs> that's funny as hell. Might as well have been. Now nah, this was like probably like 2012, 2013, something like that. 2012, 2013. They yeah. tackled you over yeah. a blunt. Yeah, tackled me over a blunt. Over a blunt. Yeah, middle of the street, like just, in the middle of the street, yeah. over a blunt of weed. But New York, they tripping. They they tripping. So then they put me in the back of the paddy wagon. There must have been some crack in there. Nah. <laughs> but shit, the way they do it in New York, they you, they, they might have thought it was. They probably thought I was hitting the pipe. So then they put me in the paddy wagon, had me driving all around Times Square for about two or three hours. And they was just arresting people that was uh, pissing on the street, pissing on the sidewalk. People was, you know what I'm saying, making exchanges, whatever, you know what I'm saying, selling shit. They was catching them up, throwing them in the paddy wagon. And then they took us all over to the precinct at the end of the night. Wow. Hated, hate, hated that experience spending the night in jail. I'll tell you that. What'd you eat? A damn peanut butter sandwich. Don't sound bad to me. I love peanut butter, so I was good. Right, I'd have been there good. <laughs> what you eat? When you went to jail? Yeah. Uh, the jail I went to, they had McDonald's. Man, you must have told on somebody. Nah, I didn't tell nobody, bro. They give you McDonald's, but they give you like a little, you know, little uh, McDonald's and fries. Man, I only heard about them giving McDonald's, man, if you in there singing. Nah, see, I went to jail. That's not prison, bro. Hmm. But, hey. It all depends on what a nigga done did. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Not a real spill. Like, nigga, if you did some shit, and I got to tell, and I ain't had nothing to do with this shit. And they pressuring me about some shit that I ain't got nothing to do. Man, uh, hey, man, he did it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, if we did something together, I'm not going to, we're going to ride it on out. You know, um, that's the, that should be the thing. Like, no, people sure. always say don't snitch, but you got to, you got to know when to snitch and when not to snitch. Right. You know? Snitching is not good and it's not bad, but it's something you got to do in the right time. All right, so let me run a scenario like, by they're you. They're coming here right now. They're coming here right now, bro. And bust, start busting shit up. Now, I don't really know nothing about you. So I can't say nothing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know nothing. So there ain't no reason for me to even snitch. I'm like, I don't know nothing. I don't yeah. know what's going on. I don't know what he getting to. You know, that situation like that yeah. is different. You know what I'm saying? Now. If I know you in there selling some drugs, but I ain't in no part of this shit, you know what I'm saying? They come in this motherfucking buses in here and take me to jail, and they trying to take me to jail for what you done did, and all of us, then that's different. Then, hey, let me tell you what he He sell crack. That's what he do. He sell crack. Huh. So another scenario then. I'm with Charleston White. You another Charleston White? No, I'm not Charleston White. Oh, man. <laughs> I said, no, I'm not Charleston White. Okay, okay. Thank God, no, bro. <laughs> I would not snitch. But at the time, is if I got a snitch, it's something that, if it's something that another person done did, and I have nothing to do with it, and they got me involved in it, then yeah. 
Yeah. But if we do a crime together and they want us to tell, no, we're going to ride this out. Right. I don't know. I don't know nothing. You don't know nothing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's real. Because if don't nobody say yeah. nothing, then don't nobody know nothing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's what guys don't never understand. They, don't, they, get, they get some stuff. Uh, they get some stuff mixed up. Just like, man, hey, man, if you. If I see you shoot a kid or something, or, or a female or something, you know what I'm saying? They're like, oh, you seen that shit. Like, it's not snitching, bro. Yeah. Just somebody, just some random ass nigga just murdered a female, you know what I'm saying? Or murdered a kid, like yeah. you told. So, you know, snitching is not good or bad, but sometimes it needs to be done. Yeah, know? nah, that's real. I mean, like, I hate, like, the ignorant, like, stigma that, that comes with it, like, where it's like, if you say anything to the police, then you consider it to be a snitch. Cause like what you saying, bro, like in circumstances, like, man. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We standing here, man, my cousin get killed or something like that. The police come and say, yo, what happened? Like, I'm telling what happened if I seen it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, it's not, that's not, that's not snitching. Like, now we all go and commit a crime together and we right. all go, you know what I mean? Let's say everything's good or bad. Right. Everything's good or bad. Everything right. you look at is good or bad. Yeah. T-shirt, your material, your shoes, the money, the food, everything's good or bad. Yeah. So it's a thin line between it. Yeah. It's either good or bad. Yeah, no, nah, that's true. That's true. So, man, with the comedy, bro, like, when did you start taking it serious? Man, to be honest with you, bro, I started taking comedy serious, like, I don't know, man. It's like one day, like, I don't know, man. When I was a kid, I wanted to do comedy. I felt like I wanted to be a comedian already. But I had so many talents. I was pretty talented. I'm pretty talented. Like, I can hoop. I can play basketball. You know, I could play the drums, like I could do a whole To lot. be able to hoop and play basketball? Yeah. That's an amazing you know skill. Me? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I'm like, I'm kinda like, I'm like Allen Iverson. You know I'm, I'm like Allen Iverson mixed with Kobe Bryant. Yeah. You know, like, could nobody check me, bro. Like, I ain't I still ain't met nobody to check me yet hmm. in the court. Now, that's what I wanted to do. And but like I don't know, when I was a kid, like in the back of my mind, I kind of knew that like comedy was kind of for me though because I used to like be gravitated to it. Like everything on TV that had to do anything to do with comedy, like I was like all in, especially like stand-up comedy. Like okay. I remember when I was a kid, I was watching stand-up comedy. I was probably like 10 or 11. And um, I was thinking in my head, like I can do what this dude's doing. Cause I kind of like, I feel like the things he's saying is some things that I would say mm-hmm. out loud because comedy is about, when it comes to stand up, it's about saying things out loud that people be thinking in the back of their head and mm-hmm. they probably would never ever say, but it's in their head, mm-hmm. you know? But I actually would probably say these things out loud. And that person happened to be Dave Chappelle. Okay. So. I was just like so gravitated to comedy, man. So like when I, told you, I turned 18, like I went and downloaded all the CDs, like, like Richard Pryor's CDs, uh, Red Fox, uh, Chris Rock, uh, Seinfeld, just anybody you can think of, Ellen, um, just any comedians you can probably think of, Martin Lawrence, um, Eddie Murphy, like all these guys, and just downloaded all their material. Yeah. 
really started. Yeah, this one had CD, CD. You can download it on a CD, put it on a CD. Download it, put it on a CD, and just listen to it. And just listen to the, the timing. Mm-hmm. The timing and shit, bro. Because, like, stand-up and comedy, it's all about timing. Yeah. It's all about timing and rhythm. Just listen to it and learn the jokes and see how to deliver it. You know, and I feel like at that moment in time, um, I was, like, kind of developing myself into a comedian. You know, and... Uh, I let years pass me by after that, you know, doing the rap shit. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I wouldn't say, like, the rap shit was, like, bad for me, but it wasn't, like, doing nothing. Like, it wasn't going nowhere, you know, with it or whatever. But um, I feel like it was one day, man, I just, it was probably about, i say probably about seven or eight years ago. Uh, I just said, man, you know what? I just want to do comedy, so let me go do stand-up okay. again. Okay. I'd already tried it when I was 18, mm-hmm. you know, got a feel of it. And then I was like, yo, let me just go up here and try this again, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so you started out again. doing stand-up? Yeah, started doing stand-up. Then my brother came to me, he was like, man, this is a slow route in comedy. Like, you taking a slow route, you in here going to open mic, doing all these shows. You know, and you're taking a slow route pretty much. And so I'm just like, okay, what's the fast route? He's like, all these people, they're making videos on the internet. They're making videos on the internet. So you got to like get on the internet and make videos. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, you know what I'm saying? So like, we'll, we'll try to do that. So I'm trying to do a stand up. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was opening up for people at the improv okay. back home in Kansas City. So I'm at the improv, opening up for, you know, Lil Duval. Uh, Davis, just hilarious, all these people, you know, and I see the internet comedians come through and they got all these people coming out to come see them. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, damn, so they do these videos on the internet and then they go viral or whatever and then they come do their shows and they got all their fans out here, mm-hmm. you know? And so I'm like, that's kind of dope. That's, I guess that's the way my bro talking about it. you gotta do it, you know, make it in comedy these days. And I mean, that's true, people, you know, you got followers, you know, you got followers, people, they want to they wanna fuck with you, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Now they got the blue check, everybody verified with the blue check, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you got people out here with 25 followers verified on Instagram, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, man, that's so like funny, they ain't even man. doing nothing, yeah, like, what are you doing? The blue check craze is crazy. Like, just going blue check, they worry about the wrong check, you worry about the blue check, you need to worry about the, the real, the check, the right. check, check. The check that go in the bank. And you ain't even got getting that. They didn't, you know, so, you know, I, I, uh, I don't know, man. I had did a video. I had did a video, like, in, uh, I had opened up for Lil Duval, and then I remember I opened up for Just Hilarious, and then, like, two months later, I had did a video, it hit a million views. And so, like, when you hit a million views, you never hit a million views before, you think you went viral, but you really didn't go viral, you just hit a million views, you know. At this point in time, like, a million views, like, you think you went viral. Yeah, that's He's like, man, I got a million views. Yeah. You know, that really ain't viral. You, know? mm. you almost think you got a million dollars. You're like, I think I got a million views. <laughs> I didn't get nothing. So, like, I did a video, did a million views. I did another video, I did a couple, two. I did a video, did three million views. What were still, the, what types of videos were these that was Man, these were just like regular comedy million. skits, bro. Like, it was like regular, like relatable comedy skits. Like, I think one was like, uh, when you leave somebody's house, they got roaches. 
And then another one was like how black people act with their dog versus how white people act with their dog. Oh, okay. Was the Bad Bugs video one of those? In the early Bad Bugs ones? video. Okay, yeah. Yeah, like that video, like those are the early videos that I did like millions of views. Mm-hmm. And uh, they weren't viral. They were just, you know, yeah, they just funny hit. videos that are relatable and people shared them. Yeah. You know. So what'd you do after like they they hit the M? Like did you did you keep going? Was it one of yeah, those things? Yeah, it where was you... like, bro, it's like when I posted, I was like, damn, because it happened the first time. Like, I don't know if this shit is really like a, a, a like I don't know if it's like gonna happen again. Mm-hmm. Like, cause you don't know, cause like you post the video, you see people post videos all the time, right. and they go viral, and then they post something else, and they never go viral ever again in their life. Mm-hmm. So they have to live on to that one moment of going viral. Mm-hmm. They gotta live on to that one thing. Like, yeah. they gotta hold on to it. Like, I mean, I went viral in 2018 one time, and they got the pin post, pin on their page from 2018 when they shit snapped, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So like, that's how it is. Like, so I'm like, yo, I don't really know. You know what I'm saying? So I'm gonna post again to see. So I posted again, and that video, you know, had did a million views too. And then I posted a third one and did a million views. Then I posted a couple of them that probably, you know, did a 50, 100 piece or whatever. Mm-hmm. But they was, you know, at that time, you're like, okay, we just got to keep on trying shit. Because if I did it two or three times, then I got to just keep trying shit. Mm-hmm. Got to keep shooting. You know what I'm saying? You can't make shots that you don't shoot. Right. So you got to, like, shoot the shots. You know what I'm saying? Like, even when you, even when you, even when you down, don't know what the fuck to do. You still got to shoot. So... Um, I kept doing the videos, and then uh, I ended up doing a video. I think it was a video where I was in Foot Locker, and I made my cousin take his shoes back in Foot Locker. Like I walked to my cousin, we had planted my cousin in Foot Locker buying some shoes for his girlfriend. I go in there and make him take his shoes back in front of everybody because he owed me money for the rent. So we did this video and it did like 25 million views. Okay. <laughs> you know, now that was viral. Yeah. Cause you got everybody calling your phone, everybody hitting you up in your, in your uh, inbox. You know, at the point in time, right at this point in time, I'm a barber, I cut, I, I cut hair, you know? Mm. So I'm cutting hair. So people come to the barber shop, they going crazy like, yo bro, I seen your video on the internet. You know, World Star reposted, you see all these rappers and people reposting the video all over you know, the internet, yeah. and then you like, okay, that's viral. Yeah. And you no. thinking in your head, like, bruh, I'm on, bro. Yeah. Like, I'm really on, like, I did 25 million views, like, you know, I'm on. Yeah. Like, these people reposting this shit, people, you know, they saying that the, uh, the comments was exactly what I wanted them to say. I had set a, like, I had a line in it, and I was like, yo, I'm gonna be like, not today, bro. I'm gonna bet you everybody gonna say that shit in the comments. So like they were saying that, so I was like, yeah, we got a catchphrase. You know, I felt like, I, I was feeling good. Like I felt like we was on at that point, but nothing happened. Didn't get no money, mm-hmm. didn't get paid from 25 million views. Yeah. Like nobody cared. I didn't get no bunch of followers. Yeah. I think I ended up with like 13,000 followers on Facebook. Mm. I think it was Okay. on my personal Facebook page. Uh, a nigga still had 900 followers on Instagram. Mm. Um, so what was that feeling like, bro? Because I know 
that had to be such a up and down feeling where on one side you like all right like my video my videos is doing like what they've well, never see, done before well, but see, then like really, you said it really no wasn't money. it really wasn't a uh, up and down thing it never is because mm-hmm. once your vision get clear once the vision get clear then you ain't worried about nothing else because like i had the vision mm-hmm. i know that this is gonna equate to something you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying this is gonna um take me somewhere so i know it's gonna take more than one video still at this point in my career it still takes more than one video you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like it's all about the vision bro like so you can't really say like up and down with it everything's up because we that's where we trying to go we ain't right. trying to go down right you know we already down sit on the porch wow i mean that shit, that's where we started that's where you know what i'm saying a lot of us came right. from whether we had a physical porch at the crib or not you know what i mean right yeah. so it really was like an up and up thing for me. It's kind of like, okay, um, this hit, this may not hit, never know. You gotta just keep shooting, you gotta yeah. keep going. Right. So then what's the next step? Like you, you, you get all these views, everybody going crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like what's the, what's the next step? Man, after that, I just kept dropping videos. Still nothing. Mm. How long were you dropping videos, but still not, you know, seeing anything monetarily or? Man, I was working in a barbershop and dropping these videos. Man, I wasn't seeing no money. Like I started doing a video in 2018. I ain't started seeing no, I'm talking about this, I started doing a video. The first video was in January, 2018. You know, January 4th, 2018. That was the first video I dropped that hit a million views. I didn't see no money. No, 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 like monetization, like consistently, man, to the next summer, to 20, summer of 2019. Okay, okay. It took a whole year and a half to see some money. Word, word. But, but I, you know, I, I love that you said that and we stepping into that because, bro, and I was that, selling dope. Huh. So you, was you, you dope, were still in bro. the field with it. I was selling dope, bro. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this because for a lot of people that's watching, you know, like this is like that pivotal, pivotal, that pivotal moment, you know what I'm saying? Where it's like, okay, like you don't know that you about to like get over that hump, but you still gotta be consistent. Like what kept you continuing to go and keep driving towards it? You know what I'm saying? When you don't know what day, you know what I'm saying? Like you gone, finally, you know, reach that, that milestone that you've been looking for, you know what I mean? Or, or, or that, that, that success that you want, you know Man, what I mean? I still don't know. Mm. So I gotta keep going. That's right. So maybe you can ask me that question in 40 years. Right. I gotta still keep going. Yeah. Yeah, you still got that hunger. Yeah, I still gotta keep going, bro. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, it ain't no end game. Mm-hmm. You just gotta keep on shooting. Yeah. And that's where I'm at right now. Wow, wow. I'm a shooter, cause like, I don't ever wanna go back to the lifestyle that I live, where I'm, you know, nickel and diamond uh, pills from people and stuff like that to go wow. sell to white people for a higher price, you know, and, 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 and all that type of stuff, like selling weed and cutting hair. Like, you know me, I can, you know, you can get, Haircut, mm-hmm. you can get some weed, <laughs> you might be able to get a couple of pills, pain yeah. pills, that's it. 
like whatever. Also, uh, they had the uh, the fidget spinners. Mm. I was selling fidget spinners. Yeah. Out my trunk, bro. Huh, just, trying to like trying to hustle, get money. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, whatever it takes. Um. I really just like I knew that the comedy is what I wanted to do. This yeah. is make me happy. You know. And that's more of what I was. Mm-hmm. Like, cause if you ain't living your purpose in life, bro, like you ain't you ain't really living. Yeah. Like some people, like I'm a comedian, so I ain't got no business cutting nobody motherfucking hair. You know what I'm saying? Like that, even that's a skill that I have. I have no business in the barbershop working with people that going. This person over here and him over here, they're gonna be barbers for the next 25 to 30 years. I have no business working around these people. Hmm. You know, it, it, it like. So you're not living in your purpose, mm-hmm. you're not living your dream. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I had no business on stage rapping with people that was gonna be trying to be rapping for the next 20 years right, and never right, make it. Right. You know. Yeah. Had to tap into your greatness and even just yeah, you see. understand who you are. Mm-hmm. You know. And once you understand who you are, you will elevate. Yeah. Yeah. That self-awareness, that knowledge of self, man. That's like the most important thing. And like once you get that. I mean, like you can, you, it's like, it's like it's endless. The sky's the limit with it. You know what I'm saying? Um, I kind of see that uh, ideology, like when you doing some of your skits, man, because like, I mean, some of your skits will show people like, like, man, when you go in the mall and you go and you will, you know, say some of these pickup lines to these girls and man, it's stuff that a dude would kind of laugh at thinking like, man, I ain't gonna say this to Shorty. Like, man, this, man, it's crazy. She ain't gonna go for this. But then, man, you will say some off the wall stuff and end up like getting the number or right. whatever. I you. did that to give guys confidence, to give them confidence and to know what to say to girls other than the shit that girls hate. Right, all the standards. Hey, Shorty, damn, whatever, like the shit like that. Like, you know, just the, the shit that they hate. Yeah. And then I also like did it to, cause there's a bad, there's, there's a war between the sexes. Mm. Men hate women, yeah. women hate men. Mm-hmm. Like there's a, there's, a, there's a war right now on the internet. They argue with each other. Yeah. Like, like women, you know, women are pushing the agenda that we hate them, bro. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and men are pushing the agenda that women ain't shit. They ain't, they this, they ain't that. Right. They money hungry. You got, you got uh, multiple baby daddies, you ain't shit. You got multiple baby mamas, you ain't shit. Yeah. Uh, You ain't, you know, whatever. Like they, they, they got us so divided, you know, and and they got us where we hate each other so much. Mm -hmm. And so like, I felt like I wanted those videos to like show people a different side of, you know, uh, men and women. Mm. You know, and really women, like, you think most niggas think they try to holler at a girl and she gonna be like hella stuck up and say some evil shit to you. Right, you right. Know? The way they got it on it, the way they got everybody's minds right now. Right. You know, they think they're gonna say some evil shit or they too bougie or you gotta uh, spend money or whatever right, right. just to get conversation and stuff like that. Not so, realizing you could just say, uh, you say something funny and get somebody to laugh. Right. And that's a step into like continuing some right. conversation. Right, and so, so conversation, you know, they say conversation rule the nation. Like that's all it ever is when like, when you meet a girl, a female or anything, all it ever is is conversation. Yeah. That's all they want. Yeah. They want consistent conversation. Yeah. You know, and so, you give them that and then you can, you know, 
open the gateway. What yeah. are we trying to do? Get where we trying to get. Keep it, keep it. If you don't, then you know, move right. on, whatever. But conversation. And so I just wanted the the videos to just kind of kill the tension between the sexes. Yeah. But you know, it does. Some videos they they do. Some some they kind of you know get upset because like anytime a girl say. Uh, anytime a girl say anything about money mm-hmm. on the internet, mm-hmm. dudes go crazy. Oh yeah, dudes don't like spending money on girls. They try to they try to make it seem on the internet like they don't spend money on girls. Like man, every dude spend money on girls, bro. Like yeah. you spending money on girls regardless, bro. Like so it it, it, it baffles me that that dudes go on the internet and act like you spend a little money on a girl that you like a simp. Like, just yeah. because I spent some money on a girl, you a simp or you tricking or whatever. Like, you gotta right. spend the money regardless. Whatever you do, you have to spend some money. Right. Even if you go, even if a girl say, come to my house, fuck me. Depending on where she live at, yeah. you gotta put some gas in your car. Right. You gotta drive over there. Right. You gotta stop, get some rubbers. Right. Some liquor or something, whatever. whatever the if there's a vibe, you gotta bring some weed or yeah. the liquor. And depending on the liquor, you, hey, I'm telling you right now, the liquor, that the price of liquor ain't, unless you bring some cheap liquor, depending right. on what you got going on. I don't know, cheap liquor. Some E&J. <laughs> yeah, some dude, like, like I'd like Douce and like Patron. So my bottles will be, you know, $30, $40 and up, you know, in that range for just a little, you know, little vibe. Yeah. So if, it, if it's that, what if it's that and the weed? You know, so if you got a little bottle you spend thirty dollars on, you got an eighth of some weed that you spent, you know, forty on the eighth. That's the average for the eighth right now, about a good forty. You smoke a blunt out of that forty from the eighth. What's that? That's like twelve dollars. No, that's like no, I say about four, thirteen, about they about thirteen some change. Mm-hmm. Thirteen some change. That go forty four dollars right there, and then the gas is high. So let's say she stayed twenty miles or twenty miles. You know, you spending gas right there. They yeah. go another twenty. Right. You gotta go twenty miles there, twenty miles back. Another twenty twenty-five. Right, so you already right. like yeah. seventy-five in just to pull up. Yeah. That's just one night. A pleasure. It's three hundred and sixty-five right. nights. Man. Right, right. It's three hundred and sixty-five nights. That's real. I mean, the stigma that is online about guys that you, you spend know spend money. money on women or even women that you know, do things for their men and, 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 and you know, when, like them not using the word, um, what is it? Uh, like how guys say they want a woman that's like catering to them or that, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. And so then women will take that as like a disrespect. Like, oh, you want me to wait on your hand and foot? And it, so yeah, man, the yeah. man versus woman war. The war getting bad. They, yeah. think, they even think we gay for everything we do now. It's crazy. They, yeah. I seen something that said you can't even fall asleep in the you can't fall asleep in the passenger seat when your homeboy is driving. <laughs> if you do that, you gay. <laughs> That's retarded, man. For real. Yeah. They say if you do that, you gay. Nah, that was retarded. They say if, you, if a man ordered lemonade or iced tea, he's gay. Man, that's crazy. Who making this shit up, bro? Man, Twitter. Yo. Yo, so then I saw that you did the show where after you get the girl number, then you did a show where you were taking them out on bad dates, like they worst dates. 
Oh, the Bad Day TV? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was pretty fun, Bad Day TV. Yeah, that, that, that was crazy. That, that, that definitely needs to be a, a TV show. Yeah, like, that, that was, was pretty funny, man. Yeah. That's a good TV show. <laughs> hey, like, my favorite one is the Scammer. The Scammer one. So, like, if you ever get a chance to watch the Scammer one, okay. watch that one on YouTube. It's on YouTube. Just okay. type in Bad Day Scammer. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's my favorite one. Okay, word, word. Now, so, so then, man, like, you didn't got popular for, uh, for, for the skit where you going up to famous people, but then you calling them other famous people. And a lot of times it's obvious people that don't, you know, rock with each other or people where it'll be, they look similar, but it's opposite. So it just, you know, make them mad. Like what I think yeah. that's why you do Lamar Odom and you call them Kevin Garnett, you know what I'm saying? Right. Or like, um, I seen what, Young Thug, you called him Future, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, Michael Blackson, I think you called him Akon, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, Michael Blackson, Akon. Yeah, yeah. He like, said, I'm not Akon, my nigga. <laughs> I'm not Akon, my nigga. <laughs> what, what was it? Then another one I saw, man, like, boy, I was, I was worried for you, bro, when you caught, when you uh, ran in the tech and called him Young M.A., you know what I'm Oh, saying? yeah, like, that was I, wild. Yo, that was crazy. Was he was wild. like, get the switch. <laughs> yeah, in the mall, I was like, yeah. man, they got the, man, because like the, the dude he was with, he was big as fuck. This nigga was like six, seven, fucking 300 and something pounds. Yeah. Big ass motherfucker. Like, and I don't give a fuck how fast, how many hands you think you got. Nigga, if he grab you and just do this, it's a wrap. Yeah. He just, he ain't gotta do too much when you that big. He ain't gotta, even gotta have hands. Like, he ain't gotta know how to fight. Like, you six, seven, 300 and something pounds, you don't need to know how to fight. Yeah. You don't even know how to swing nothing. Right, right. All you do is just grab somebody and hold them close. <laughs> Throw an elbow at them and Throw elbow, shatter Give them a noogie, boy. That should have hurt. Yo. Yo, let me ask you this. What's the craziest uh, scenario you've been in with this prank? Because, man, you can be getting close to cats, man. So, like, a lot of cats, I, I see cats where they'll, you know what I mean? Because it's like one thing where you invade the personal space and then you say it's so crazy to man, them. <laughs> uh, crazy incident I had, man, it was like A Boogie with the hoodie. Okay. So, I see A Boogie with the hoodie real quick. Is that the one where you called him Soldier Boy or something? Called like him Soldier Boy because he looked like Soldier Boy when he had a haircut. Yeah. That's the first thing I thought about when I seen it. I said, he like Soldier Boy when he had his hair cut. And then, so I called him A Boogie with the hoodie. And then I kind of like was going to, I was going to my hotel room, I was in Vegas. And um, I think his homeboy turned around, I was like, man, what's wrong with you, man? And then, I don't know, we just walked off. Like nothing happened at yeah. that point, right? So uh, later on, I guess these fans, they recognized me. So I took a picture with them. Mm -hmm. And then I walked off, and then they seen A Boogie, and then took a picture with A Boogie. So I ended up walking past A Boogie again, and he see me after I had took a picture of these people. They took a picture with A Boogie too. Yeah. And so um, I'm standing there, and then so I guess he must have seen me. He he feeling himself now. You know he got his, you know he the the, the New York is all on him. The Bronx, yeah. wherever he's from, the borough is all up on him and stuff. He would he would a dude. He was another dude. These dudes be with some big ass niggas. I know that shit, boy. These rappers be with some big motherfuckers. Uh -huh. Like, I don't care about the rapper or the person you with. It's always the big nigga that I'm looking at. Yeah. You know, so he came over there. You know, I'm standing over there with my peoples and stuff. And then, cause we, uh, we like, I'm there with the people who do my merch. So he come over there. He like, 
He like, man, let me talk to you for a second. Come over here. I'm like, bro, I ain't coming over there. It's like three of y'all niggas right there. Like, I'm not coming over there. Like, whatever you got to say to me, you can say it right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And he was just like, I don't do that TikTok stuff, son. I don't do that TikTok stuff, son. So I'm like, yo, like, I seen you on TikTok dancing, bro. Like, with Polo G or Lil Yachty or somebody, bro. He was dancing with somebody on TikTok, yeah. bro. Like, I didn't seen you on there before. And he was like, oh, you trying to be funny or whatever. He was like, I don't do that TikTok stuff, bro. Like, he was like, yeah, they started like, like, uh, like I remember his dude, the big dude started like coming towards me on this angle. So I kind of like backed up looking around. I'm looking for a chair at this point, bro. Like, I'm like, bro, it got to be a chair around here somewhere because the big dude come near me. I'm yeah. throwing the chair and I'm taking off, bro. Yeah. I'm not about to fight the big dude, bro. <laughs> like, I'm smart, not a dummy. Yeah. <laughs> a dummy with pride would stand there and say, I'm going to try to fight this big nigga. No, nigga. I got too much pride to fight your big ass, but I ain't got no. I got. I would take a chair though and throw it at you and run, nigga. Shit, I'm gonna try to hit him with the chair though. You know what I'm saying? If I hit him with the chair and he fall, then I'm gonna come and get. I'm gonna come over there and get mine. Like, e, I told your motherfucking ass. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? You gotta be smart, bro. You can't just be a dummy. Yeah. So, but anyway, he came over there. He talking and shit. I seen dude coming over there. I kind of back up. He was like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, shit, bro. What's up? And then he like, nah, 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 nah. I just came over here to mess your energy up like you messed my energy up. And I was like, nigga, my energy good, nigga. And then he just got, he just got fed up with like going back and forth with me. Like he just, he was like, man, I can't. Hmm. He's like, I'm not gonna break this nigga like talking wise. Like he's not gonna come at me. And, like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, I wasn't trying to apologize to nobody about what I did, but I mean, if he, if he, I, I, I mean, I'm not gonna apologize to anybody for a prank. I just tell you it's a prank. And right. that's it. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, and for you, for most people, for many videos that I've done, for you to probably, and for you to be a famous person who's probably consistently on the internet and say you never seen one of these videos, you know, before, you know. Right, right. You know, you're just trying to like act stupid for the camera. You know, I think some people, when they get pranked, some of these rappers when they get pranked, they, uh, they probably get hurt. Somebody walk up, like he walked up on me, man. I'm a rapper, man. Can't nobody be just walking up on me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like he walked up on me and he put his arm around me. Could have right. did that shit and took my chain and right, ran right, out, right. whatever. You know what I mean? So like, they got that whole image of, you know, maybe not with me. Maybe they don't care. They know who I am. They're like, okay, I know that's him. But they gotta put that image on because they don't want nobody else walking up on them, right. grabbing their chain or anything like that. Like right, he just right. walked, like damn, he just walked up on a rapper, bro. Just Grab this nigga, bro. He just walked up on Kevin Gates, game. Nigga. Uh, right. Just walked up on these people, bro. Like, yeah. I mean, was, even like Rajon Rondo, like when you called him Chris Paul, I'm like, I felt like I knew that was about to come with some heat. <laughs> you yeah, know, it threw him off guard. Like, it yeah. threw him off guard, bro. Yeah. But, you know, um, I can't honestly say why we haven't had these type of situations, you know, multiple times. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, Shit, Black China. I mean, she slapped me. I called her Ari Fletcher. She slapped me. Mm. Um, that was crazy. Um, other than that, Baron Davis. Baron Davis like sent me a lot of threats. Oh yeah, now that yeah, I remember his video. That Baron one. Baron Davis sent me a lot of threats. Huh? Yeah, I got him on. I got him on. I see. I, I'm see now. This is when this, this is when snitching is good, because <laughs> something happened to me. Say we know Over there in we, LA, in that area, <laughs> where he said I can't go to or I'm gonna get hurt, it's him. Huh. You know what I'm saying? Baron Davis did that. 
Y'all yeah. need to look at it. Something happened to me, man. Y'all start with Baron Davis. <laughs> For real. I'm going to be honest. Like, something Say, happened to me. Like, start with Baron Davis. Start with B. Diddy. Then go to Ben Simmons. Oh, yeah. You you call, yeah, you call him Brittany Griner. <laughs> I do like Brittany Griner. Yeah, but she got out. Yeah, that picture. That, that, I caught that, her with Westbrook in the store. Uh-huh. But I caught her on Brittany Griner later on in life. Yeah, yeah. Because he's because he, he, cause he tried to clown me on a podcast with J.J. Reddick, mm. like, try to clown me, like, you know. Yeah. I mean, the fact that you getting spoke on on these different yeah. platforms like that, too, though, He bro. tried to clown me, man, but I don't know, man. He's rich, man. Hmm. He's got a lot of money, man. You know, rich people can do what the fuck they want to do. Yeah. And he ain't playing that much basketball. He ain't even playing, either. bro. He, he robbed the NBA. He robbed the NBA, bro. Like, yeah. if he wants to feel good about having money for robbing, his craft, like I'm never gonna rob comedy, so I feel like I'm ten times the man that nigga will ever be. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. What's your What's your thoughts on um on uh like stand up comedy versus um skit comedy and these pranks and things like that? Because you have a lot of traditional actors and comedians that don't necessarily respect, you know, like the new range of you know. Man, they be mad. Up. Like they be upset. But I kind of borderline feel them, you know? I kind of feel, I, I feel both sides of the thing. Mm-hmm. Because, um, you know, say so you've been putting in work for comedy for 20, 25 years, you know? Um, and a lot of these comedians, they've been second fiddle to a lot of other greats mm-hmm. that we've seen and just waiting on their turn, mm-hmm. you know? Um, it just like say like 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 for me for instance, like right now, we could pack out a comedy club, you know, and people come out and look at me in a comedy club. Mm-hmm. But I'm not on a level where I'm gonna I can pack out Madison Square Garden. Once I'm at a level where I can pack out a Madison Square Garden, that leaves room for another comedian to come pack out the comedy club, mm-hmm. and so on and so on. Once people elevate, it gives more room for other people. Mm-hmm. Now these people who've been waiting for their turn, they didn't get their turn because of the internet. Put other people past them instantly. Right. That's why they call it Instagram, because it's instant. Right. It's instant gratification. Give my gratification now. Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of these comedians, they didn't survive the social media era. Like, some, I'm going to tell you one that did. A Lil Duval. Okay, yeah. Lil Duval was on BET 25 years ago. There's other comedians that had better sets than Lou Duvall 25 years ago, you know? Mm-hmm. No disrespect to Lou Duvall, he had a great set, but there's people who had better sets than Lou Duvall that are not on Lou Duvall level right now. Mm, right, because he changed he crossed over. Times. Yeah. And the ones that didn't cross over, they're very, very bitter mm. because they can't even sell out comedy clubs now because people rather go see their favorite Instagram influencer that just started doing comedy right. three weeks ago <laughs> versus going to see a seasoned vet who's been doing comedy for 20, 25 years. Right, right. And they put all these blood, sweat, and tears into comedy, and now they're getting their pay degraded. Yeah. 
that those comedians mm -hmm. who were selling shows on the weekends, they're not selling on the weekends anymore because people are going to go see their favorite influencer on the internet. Mm -hmm. So now they got to go get Wednesdays and Thursday nights and make do. So, and some of them can't cross over. Some of these guys is older. Yeah. You know, um, but some of them didn't have to cross over. Like some of them, like kind of like they just stayed themselves. Yeah. And just made it on. Yeah. Was able to kind of move. But it was, but it was some that like just like I don't know. Like yeah. I don't want to put my business out there. Just naming names yeah. and shit. I know shit. what you're saying though, because this is you know saying like in music too, like how you got like some of these new artists that come out might have a song two weeks ago. Next thing you know. They got shows all over the place. And then you got these artists, these legacy yeah. artists that can't even, you know, get a show or they go do a show and nobody coming to it. You know what I mean? Right, um, right. What advice would you give to up and coming comedians, you know, trying to step into the game? Uh, what part of the game they want to step into? The, the, the internet game or just the game? Uh, I would say, you know, anybody who wants to make money off of comedy or offer their craft? Like, what kind of advice would you give somebody, you know, that's on that, that's on the come up? Uh, the best advice I can give somebody is, you know, first off, uh, you gotta stay consistent. And like I said earlier, you gotta take shots. You gotta consistently come up with content ideas and just shoot, you know. Um, you got seven days a week. During seven days a week, you need to be taking at least 10 shots, shots every day, man. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't know what's going to hit. And once you find out your niche and find out what people, like, what, like, people are like, okay, you, you're this person. This is what you do. Once people started figuring out what you do, mm -hmm. then you take that niche and you just run into the motherfucking mud, mm -hmm. you know, and stay consistent at it. And uh, I think YouTube's probably the best platform mm -hmm. to become monetized on. Um, I feel like, uh, I feel like, like me personally, like, you know, I got followers on every platform. Like, I, I operate every platform. We post everywhere. But I feel like YouTube is the best one. If you just want to be consistent at YouTube, then that machine will drive everybody everywhere else. Mm. So, um, I would just say YouTube is probably the best platform to stay consistent on and uh, they cater to like long form content, but they also got shorts. Mm -hmm. You know, shorts are a good way to grow your channel. Mm -hmm. uh, YouTube shorts, uh, Instagram reels grows the channel, Facebook reels. But like I said, I think if you focus on YouTube, it kind of like kicks out real fans. Like yeah. YouTube fans are real fans, man. Like yeah. they, they, once somebody's a fan on YouTube, they're a fan for the rest of their lives. Oh yeah. And YouTube has more of a broader, range as far as like audience yeah because there's kids that's not on instagram but they're on youtube right yeah there's older people that's not on instagram but they're on youtube mm -hmm. you know when i turn 50 i'm gonna be on youtube you might right. not even see me on tiktok instagram none of that i might just be on youtube mm -hmm. scrolling up looking at videos all day so uh i've seen a lot of people who are heavy youtubers most of their audience leaks over to you know, there are other platforms like Instagram mm -hmm. and uh, it's real, it's real fan base, yeah. you know, so.
Yeah, a subscribe is like so much more valuable than a like. Than a like or a follow. Yeah. Even a follow on Instagram. I rather, man, I give them, I got 1.1 million on Instagram. I rather, I trade them right now for 500,000 YouTube subscribers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Real. Like, I'm trading them right now because their YouTube subscribers are, are way more loyal. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what, that's those people are going to come out to your shows and come out and buy merch and stuff like that. So. Right. Yeah. So uh, what else you got coming up, man? Like, what else can uh, the people look forward to you uh, know, seeing you at? Like right now, man, we're just working on, like, some series, man. Uh, new dating show series. Okay. We also uh, do a couple movies. I want to write my own movies. So I'm in the process of right now of coming up with my own script. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, like, want to work on, uh, like, the pickup lines. A lot of people want me to write a book. So... Considering writing a book, yeah, uh, a pickup lines, just like a book of pickup lines, it probably won't be nothing too intense. But you know, that's what we're looking at right now. We're trying to like stay within a niche, mm-hmm. you know. So you try to, whenever you got a niche, you stay within your niche, and then you expand, you expand on it. You yeah. start adding things to it. So okay, all right, y'all like the pickup line videos? Okay, cool. Let me write a book for you guys, you know, and sell the book. So you the first person that's gonna hear that on camera. So I want you to remember that I told you that. Okay. And so when you see the book selling by the millions, by the buttload, you can be like, damn, I was sitting there and a nigga told me he was writing a book, a pickup lines, you know. Yeah, real spill. Nah, that's been. what's up. That's what's up, yeah. man. Manifest it, man. It's called Earth Girls Are Easy. Huh. Okay. That's what's up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, nah, that's what's up, man. Um, anything else you wanna uh, you wanna say to the fans, say to the audience? Uh, y'all can just follow me. I had a fun time sitting on this porch. Like, even though this car off the porch and we sitting on it, I couldn't understand that part. But we gotta, we good, we good. All right, so y'all can follow me on Instagram. I am Gerald Houston. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, Gerald Houston, and that's pretty much it. Like, I bet. Follow me on Facebook, wherever. Just follow me. Like wherever you gotta follow me at, just follow me.